I wanted to ask you, what do you think has made you relevant for all these years? Yeah. There's no way we can dwell on defeat. And the minute you start focusing on the simplest of positives that are going well, it's incredible how you then start, the, the list just gets lost. already knew that okay I've lost these clients and they're not coming back and if they do come back um, it's going to be in drips and drives because they've also lost we are all connected so join me as I talk to like-minded people about topics that are appropriate to the current times we are living in. My name is Lerato Shabalala and this is Relevant. Hi everyone, welcome to Relevant. Uh, we're straight into 2021 and what I wanted to do this year with uh, the, the podcast is to really um, have conversations with people that are not only like and people that I admire, but also um, have real conversations, conversations about things that I'm passionate about. So I will not invite anybody on here that I'm not interested in or want to learn from. And my guest today, I'm so lucky. I got to um, be guided through a meditation. I buy her last year at one of Greta Baloi's um, fixed conversations. And it was incredible. Certain people at our table were in tears um, and it, it was a transformative experience because I had uh, started regaining my relationship again with meditation about three months before then. So I felt ready for that moment. She is a yoga instructor and a brand strategist and the founder of uh, Nomad Organic. Wait, sorry, other way around. Organic Nomad. <laughs> <laughs> Organic Nomad founder, Vanessa. Thank you, Vanessa, how are you? I'm so good, Lara. Thank you so much for having me. This is so great. Like, this is so profesh. I love it. Like, you're so organized. Like, <laughs> you're so organized. Wow. Like, Thank you. I feel like, if I take it seriously, then you take it seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you've just been teaching now. So, um, yes. before Vanessa and I came on, she was like, oh, damn, <laughs> lipstick. I'm like, <laughs> like you look like you've been teaching yoga and you just came up to do interviews so I'm very um, grateful how have you been dealing as a business owner and as particularly um, because you deal with food and the work yeah. that you do is quite physical with teaching people yoga how has this time been like for you it's been really, really tough. I think that goes without saying. I think anybody who is trying to sort of make a living right now is struggling, especially if you're self-employed. Yeah. Um, we got hit really hard because um, we took a huge risk opening up the wellness center and putting the money in there. So there's a lot of overheads there. And for us to be the last sort of industry allowed to open, so we were only allowed to operate in level one. Mm. So that has also changed the the behavioral pattern of our clients because we opened up our studios, but because we'd gone online, 
people weren't coming to the studio, they were still going online because at the end of the day, after work, to drive to the studio when you can just go to your living room, I think it's sort of changed people's behavior. So we've definitely taken a hit, but we managed to pivot um, successfully, I'd say, because we opened up our yoga teacher training school. Mm-hmm. So we, throughout lockdown, what we did is we just trained teachers to become vinyasa yoga teachers online. And the group that we had, was phenomenal like absolutely phenomenal like it's such an honor to be on the path of like healers like that and be Mm -hmm. giving your bit in their journey which is still so much bigger than you so I think it's been tough it's been good um but overall I think mentally and financially is where I've been hit the most to be honest so you and Anisu uh, started um, the Nesbeck in, yeah. um, which is in Greenside in Johannesburg in South Africa, yeah. 2018. And those of us um, who saw that first social media tweet, never forgot it, you know, the two black yeah. females start a yoga studio. It was a, a sort of an act of defiance, but also like a call to action for those of us who are interested in yoga and meditation and wellness and mindfulness. Um, And as you say, you put a lot of money um, and energy into it. What was the thing that made you go, this is what I wanna do? Like, what was the thing that made you go, I'm gonna put all my money and my energy into yoga studio? I think for me, it it happened more in a way where I just felt like I fell into it in the sense that um, how it started was, Anisu had um, was working as a nursery teacher and she had saved up a bit of money and she took the leap to get the lease out and start this yoga studio. Yeah. Um, she had opened it for about a month and I guess her biggest issue was obviously there was no traffic, no one knew about it. And a, car, a friend of ours put us together um, who knew the space that I was working in. And I'm pretty, I work in the communications and branding aspect. So that's, I kind of, I'm, I'm also a music promoter. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention that to you. So um, yeah. I'm very used to getting people to come to a certain space. I've been doing it my whole life. Um, and it was, and so when, she, when we spoke about it initially, I'd, I'd said, you know, I'd come on as an, to help her out, you know, maybe you hire me as your brand strategist or et cetera. But that wasn't really the capacity she had. And I sort of fell into a partnership, which is more of what was resonating. And we went through it. And each time, like, we went through it, it seemed like a surprise. But after the first few months, I think it started, it suddenly hit me what was actually happening and what we were creating and how important it was. And it felt so aligned. And the way it hit me and made me feel, gave me such a sense of purpose, I definitely knew that there were so many people who needed to hear. Because the net doesn't feel like a business. It feels like an NGO, like a movement, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> like, I think Anissa and I have long let go of the idea of trying to make money as long as we can just be profitable. But what's really important is the impact that we leave. And was, and and, it's, and that even more so when we when I when we spoke about it and the response we got, then I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's well, it, right? No, we were, we were hella excited, hella excited yeah, it was amazing. for you both. Yeah. You know, it's 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 interesting that you say um, you kind of fell into it. You know, you also do event uh, um, eventing and promoting. So. Somebody and I work with a lot of brand strategists in advertising. Mm-hmm. Now in advertising, mm-hmm. in, in, in yeah. media. and the two are so different. Like a yoga uh, instructor, and then this very commodity-driven money KPIs mm-hmm. world. 
How <laughs> how have you reconciled the two? I, I feel like that that has just been a sort of reflection of my life. I feel like as a person, I have these dualities which have been I've had to struggle to sort of merge. Yes. And it's a side of me, you know, I'm not I, I can be a bad bitch out here in the club. I was a promoter. <laughs> I like things. I like clothes. I like shoes. You know, I'm very sassy in that sense. But then on the, I've got the other side of me where I'm able to go meditate for 10 days, 20 days in silence with nothing but like a small backpack, no makeup, no nothing, yeah. and do that. And, and it, they feel like two different people. And that's why I was struggling because I couldn't um, sort of bring those together. Yeah. And so I think it, it, it just, and I'm, I'm not sure if I've successfully done that yet. Um, I just found that when I moved into the wellness space, it resonated a lot more. It benefited me a lot more psychologically and spiritually. Yeah. And I was able to take the tools that I'd learned in the, in the, in the marketing and branding and events uh, sort of industry and apply them to the spiritual space because the spiritual space needs promotion. It really does. And it, it needs does. people to know about it. And it needs a space. And those are sort of the things that I was, instead of it being a DJ and a performance and alcohol and music, it's instead a sound healing um, sort of practitioner, smoothies, vegan food. So it's just replacing those elements and still trying to figure it out. And I mean, just as we're trying to find our way, the only difference is though, in this side, there's, there's no money. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's almost like you have to choose, like, do you want to get paid? Then you need to go put your boots back on and, and do what you need to. <laughs> Um, or do you want to be spiritually fulfilled? Mm. And that's a hard, that's hard. I mean, we all want to be spiritually fulfilled. We'd love that, but we live in a world where our landlord isn't going to understand that, our, mm -hmm. you know, our family don't. So no. I think it's still a journey that I'm trying to, to figure out because it's, I'm still standing. It's not been easy. So I, that surely means I'm, I'm, I'm somehow trying to figure it out. Because mm. I also worry about spirituality that comes with a price tag. So you can't mm. just, you can't just have a retreat for 10 20 grand like that doesn't exactly. make sense for me exactly yeah, so i guess i'm still trying to figure it out i i also feel like that duality is a duality that a lot of us live with um i think that the, the one of the things that is troublesome about us as human beings is that we must we think that we must choose we think that we mm -hmm. must go to the club or meditate yeah and that <laughs> if we've learned anything about being in the present moment and um being mindful is that Whatever it is that you're doing, you're eating, you're enjoying music, yeah. you need to, all of it is a part of you, you know? So Absolutely. I, 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 when I, I first got into yoga in my early 20s mm -hmm. and there was a very, I found an expensive school in the local and I was like, hell no. I'm not <laughs> and then I then found a school in Parkview that was uh, run by monks and it was mm -hmm. the first time I learned how to meditate. And mm. it was interesting because- What was it called? Oh my goodness, I've forgotten. It was like on the top of my okay. view. I think it's because I'm I like- I, I, think I, I, know, I think I know which one you're talking about. I've also, the name escapes me, but yeah. 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 Very pared down. You know, people weren't wearing like these fancy yoga things mm. like they're in LA. Blue lemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very sort of pared down um, environment. But I'd never experienced mm. meditation before. And it, it's, it's the, the, the monks never spoke loudly, but you always came mm. in and out. And when they brought you back out, you were like, oh, goodness, I wasn't asleep. But mm. 
I felt this peaceful, peacefulness. Um, and then I went through a time of the 30s of uh, money, of um, trying to make it exactly what you're talking about and completely lost that. So I started gymming and was like, yeah. 30 minutes, no. Yeah. And then yeah. COVID-19 hit. And then I went back to all the things I used to know. And I hold on to meditation so strongly. I hold on to it so strongly so that I, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening in my mind. When I was reading your story, you said you got into um, yoga and sort of mindfulness and spirituality through being suffering from anxiety and depression, which is what a lot of people are feeling now. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to yeah. make it. My relationship is ending, whatever the case may be. And our knee-jerk reaction as humans is to do what you did, which is to go to doctors, they give you something, yeah. you take yeah. it. But as you said, it ended up making you numb as opposed to making you conscious. So Absolutely. how did you realize mm, there's a, I don't need medication. There's, there's something else that I need. Yeah, um, I think... For me, and I actually, that's a good question because I was quite young to make that sort of realization. Mm. I think I was only like 18. Um, but it came from the feeling because I had the extreme. So it was when I was in my depressive, anxious state, that was horrible. Like the world is a horrible place. It's difficult to just wake up in the morning. And I mean, severely difficult. You almost have in a state of paralysis. Mm. And then I was given this other option where, okay, I'm no longer in a state of paralysis or sorrow. I'm no longer sad. And I'm waiting for what, what's, what's the replacement. Like, and there was nothing. It's nothing. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just nothing. And I was like, that can't be right. Mm -hmm. That can't be how I'm supposed to exist. So, and in, in, and in some ways, that felt worse than, than, than being in pain. At least I was feeling something when I was in pain. But yeah. not feeling anything even made me... It made my life seem a little even more pointless because I just felt like a ghost, like a shadow of myself. And so I guess I, I came across um, Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. Oh, yes. I've got it like over, <laughs> over there. Yeah. There it is. There it is. That book is transformative. Game changer. Game oh. changer. Oh. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. That was a service to humanity on okay. a lot of levels for me. And it was just simply, and it's simplicity, I think, is what got me. There were, it wasn't trying to take me to any institution. Yeah. I didn't have to say a mantra. I didn't have to change my diet by anything. All I had to do was be in the present moment and breathe. And when I attempted to do that, I realized how hard it was to do something that is so simple and is part of our human existence. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, a whole new sort of portal opened. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. Now this is, this is the rabbit hole we're going down. And, and that's what led me to, you know, I, I learned the Sudashin Kriya from the Art of Living, which is a breathing technique. Mm -hmm. And the breath is directly correlated to the mind. And so I feel like a lot more work and research needs to be done in that in terms of mental illnesses, yeah. because there are a lot of them and I'm proof that can be like maintained or managed through the breath. Yeah. And people will go, wow, that's a crazy idea. But, you know, I even I, I might have even said it in our session when we were doing the meditation was when you're angry, you know, you can tell someone's angry sometimes just by the, their breathing, you know. <sighs> 
you know and you're like whoa are you okay friend like you have to check them and you can also just tell when someone comes through and they yeah. and you're like whoa are you okay you know there's an indication because you know that's connected to someone's state of being yeah. so if that's the case um the idea of sort of turning it upside down and instead of using the having the breath um the mind dictates how you're feeling so i'm angry and so i'm breathing this way how about i breathe this way and so i'm happy or yeah. or calm and that for me was just it seemed like what i think math and science should be like it just seems exactly. logical <laughs> and 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 actually i feel very blessed and lucky to have come across that and been exposed to that sort of teaching and i guess that's part of my journey now is there's there's no reason why it's okay if yoga isn't for you if meditation isn't for you but you should at least know of it to know that it's not for you exactly. i think it's an injustice when people don't even know it exists you know exactly it's like oh i i i don't eat uh sushi because it's not for black people but, and you're like meanwhile i it do you cuz i like to make an informed decision i like i don't yeah. like it cuz i've tried it and it's not working so i i want to speak to you about yoga but first before we go to the to yoga for me breathing is so important um which is what you were saying and before before it, it became a real daily spiritual practice for me um i didn't realize what was happening and i got uh, i was at a work thing last year i was really really angry and i couldn't get out of it you know i just couldn't get out and i thought what you need to do is go back to your room and meditate and ask yourself why you were injured by this thing why you felt the way you felt and it was as if i came back um 20 minutes later and one of my colleagues was like what happened where did you go cuz somebody different left and then you mm. came back and i realized i needed to get out of my mind but i needed mm. to get into myself to understand what was happening because we project a lot of the times when something happens and you're angry you have made me feel this way you did this to me and then i realized why why am i feeling this way is the first thing that i need to ask myself why am i feeling this way and when we did the meditation with you the lady next to me this one that you did a, and i think you can tell us what it's called where you explained that's how animals breathe it was very fast we oh breath of fire breath of fire and at the end of it there were about two or three people at the table who were in tears and i wanted to ask you why that is and as you were uh, talking us through it and guiding us through it you you did say some people are going to feel this way and maybe it's because i i you know rekindled my my meditation 3 months before so i i don't know i was centered but what was happening to everybody else who had such a an emotional reaction Ooh, if i had a penny for every time someone has cried in breath of fire including myself i have full on bald out on breath of fire so it it it's also it, it it's it's circumstances for sure so when i i can only give you let me i can give you an example of when i broke down and then i'll give you the why it happened okay when i broke down um my cousin had just passed away and we were super close um he was my surname's sake sake 
and he had passed away and i was i was absolutely he was the closest person to me who's ever passed away which i guess is, is I'm, i'm lucky for that yeah. and i was going to my yoga class with my teacher and we went into breath of fire and i knew and to like 30 seconds and it was a rap like you know oh. the point where at least other people can you know i was just you know when you need to take <laughs> like you're now disrupting everyone else and you know it was intense so the the how it works is every emotion that we have is and every thought that we have occurs as a sensation in our body and that's something that you start to realize when you meditate because it sometimes happens on a very subtle level so mm. it almost seems as if it doesn't happen but if you think of your mother right now if you if you're me- if you're in a very certain state of serenity you will feel a sensation mm. and sometimes it's not what you, it's not just that your heart opens sometimes it's literally just like a, something in your back yeah. sometimes it's in your thighs it, it, it can be in different places and that idea is we carry a lot of emotions in our body yeah. and they get stored in our body and so when you do something that's physical it's almost like um what's that thing when you save someone's life um cpr yeah yeah cpr when you resuscitate CPR. so that when you're resuscitating and you're actively pushing the chest in and out for them breath of fire you're literally doing that for yourself um i was in i was having a session one with my therapist and we we're going through some of the traumas and one of the most important things to ask and i do this with my clients as well is where do you feel it in your body so when you're thinking of the heartbreak or the trauma that trauma is located in your body and usually grief happens in your chest uh fear happens in your stomach there's certain places that are common but sometimes fear can happen in your back and mm-hmm. you know back aches etc so when you start breathing and sort of mimicking that you're 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 sort of forcing your chest to move in a certain way and your diaphragm to move it releases those emotions that are stored so okay. a lot of the women won't even tell you why they were crying sometimes because it can be something so detached and far gone but it's literally you mimicking a sort of movement in your body that is releasing a trauma that is in the form of emotion that gets stuck trapped in there because we don't really have the tools to access it sure that's really interesting because i knew that everybody was having their own experience during that time and that's what i've learned as well but when a lot of people are going to look at this podcast and and listen to us every time i talk to particularly uh, our people black people yeah. Yeah. they say oh i can't focus for that long i just i don't know what you're going to do like the crossing of the legs like i, I just don't understand and mm-hmm. and for me i then struggle with how do i make you understand why this is beneficial how do you help people get over that cross legged um i'm a buddha uh, my yeah. mind is oh, i can't think of anything I, so i can't do it mentality that's i think that's been our biggest why in the nest space and in our journeys as uh, my journey as a teacher is trying to overcome the barriers of everything from i cannot sit for 30 seconds i'm not flexible enough i don't have the time it's not for me i'm too fat i'm too thin those are all that come up and it's all the it, it, it's it's irrelevant to, to the practice <laughs> yeah and i the only way to successfully change people's perception is to be that to show that 
So if you're meditating, when you're doing yoga, then people are like, oh, okay, I can do that. I, man. I mean, oh, you know, people, especially that's why it's so important to see representation on a physical that- level. Because people will see that there's Baha Yogi, a friend of mine, Alex, um, she's Baha Yogi on Instagram. There's Kafui Anwar. There are these um, very full-figured, strong women who are definitely not, not small on any level. But, oh, my word, the things that they can do with their body. And it just smashes any stereotype that anybody thought that they, they needed to be skinny or a certain way. Then this idea of seeing people of color doing it. The mm-hmm. more you, we have these conversations, the more spaces like the Nest and um, organize, like Fix when she has events and introducing this to her audience, mm-hmm. the more then we're able, because you can't, you can't really identify or connect with something that you didn't even know existed. No. And a lot of the, while we're at the conversations, a lot of the girls were coming, women were coming up to me and saying they'd never done that before. And that's the thing that you need to get it. It's you take for granted how much access you have to certain things. And this person is not like because they're out living in a rural area or they don't have money. That's not, it's just literally a paradigm shift of thinking that this is for me. So for me, example has always been that and just talking more about it and leading by example and showing what benefits they can have. Because the same with eating, you know, with a vegan diet, people will look at you and think you're crazy. Black people are like, not a damn chance. Yam. Exactly. <laughs> but then six months later, even my mom, who like is my worst enemy when it comes to that diet, is like, mm, okay, you know, you're still looking really good. Maybe, maybe I'll stop once a week, you know? And then you can start because they see it for in live and you can't argue with tangible results. No, you can't. And the thing is, I... I've learned how important what I put in my body is. Um, so I used to, to eat healthy for the sake of eating healthy for, yeah. uh, that's good for my figure, blah, 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 yeah. all of those things. And then as I get more conscious of everything that I'm unconscious of, including how I see other people, how I see myself, my self-talk, the self-judgment, I realize there's certain food that I must eat and why it's, it's good for me. And why it's good for my brain, good for different parts of my uh, um, body. And um, that includes uh, going back to eating more vegetables. So I try and eat as much plant-based as I possibly uh, can. Was it an easy transition for you being a Black child to now saying ideals? No, it's... It definitely wasn't and it still isn't. I think there's also the misconception that people think, oh, oh vegan, so I've never had a cheat day. You know what I mean? Because I call yeah. myself vegan, I've never had a slice of pizza. Oh, I have. I've had a <laughs> slice of pizza. I've had some eggs in this time, you know? It, it, it's, it, it's definitely, for me, my diet is also correlated to how I'm feeling. Feeling, And if, yes. if I'm feeling disciplined and motivated, then this vegan thing is uh, it's nothing, you know? Really? This is part of it. But when you're feeling down and kicked and you don't feel like you can get up anymore, you know, th- th- what you're going to reach for is not a salad. No. It's not a, it's not a <laughs> you know, it's a, you're going to reach for what gives you comfort, irrespective of what you stand for and the animal's rights or your health. You're going for what's going to make you feel good in that moment. So it's, it's a journey. And I, and, and I think the thing about the vegan movement, it's very white um, in, in the world and in South Africa. And it's also and it, it's also very um, unforgiving. 
you know, vegans have a very bad reputation of being really crazy and judgmental. And you'll experience that. The people experience that the most are people who are trying to become vegan. And I think that's really sad because yeah. the people who are even interested get the most flack because it's like, ah, but Lerato, Lerato, exactly. didn't you say you were vegan? What's that? What's exactly. that? You know? Exactly. Those eggs. <laughs> you know, and it makes people feel like, I don't I can sign up for this. I'm just trying to live my life. And I think it's really important for people to understand that judgment is just not something that is helpful in any journey of mm-hmm. self-fulfillment or even yourself, because we're harshest on ourselves, to be honest, more so than other people. Exactly. So if that's the thing anyone is thinking of, re- remove the pressure. And I've got so many friends of mine who are like, ah, don't call me vegan. I'm just not eating meat for some time. Yes. And they feel a lot better because that you don't have the pressure of now Smamang is going to be like. And I think that's something the vegan movement really, I think, would do so much better if there was a little more, the compassion that we have for animals and the environment. We need to show it to each other first. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I love uh, this American lady called Tabitha Brown. And Tabitha yes, is yes. A, black, a vegan. And she's just like, honey child, make no mistake. Like, I... <laughs> I want to feel, I want to have macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? Like, and then she shows you how to make it in a way that's delicious. And in a way, she feels like she's one of us. It's like you're looking at a black woman who just chose the right decision for herself and for her body. And it's not like, oh my God, if you are not, it's, you know, it's, yeah. I think representation is so crucial. And when it comes to um, yoga itself, um, why is it, um, I mean, I know because I, I think it's amazing, but why is it different to going to the gym and exercise? You know, why is it, wh- why do you need a little bit of both? And I do think you need a little both. I think you need cardio and I think you need to do something. Why, why, why should people consider doing both? I definitely think people should consider both because they offer different things and it's not, but it's also not either or. Yes. You can get, yes. there are people that I know um, who gym in a spiritual way, hey? Mm. Their gym is meditative. Their gym is purposeful. It's personal. They run. Like, it, it is inspiring to see. And it's not so much about how their body is. You can see that it's very much about going within. Yeah. And then there's some people who do yoga, and you know, and it's just about how they can flex, how good they're looking, you know. So it's, it, the two don't come, don't sort of guarantee anything. Yeah. But I, what I really love about yoga is that it's holistic. And when I mean holistic, I mean it takes into account everything. Yeah. So it looks at your mind, body, and soul. So it's not your body is activated in the asanas and the way you're stretching and pushing yourself. And you can do so in power yoga, which is more like cardio because you're going really hectic. And there's gentle vinyasa, there's kundalini, but these all work with the body. But then you go into the mind and that's what the breath work that you do. Because again, we're going back to it being correlated to the breath and mind being one in one. Mm -hmm. And yoga, you have to move with the breath, whether you're going kundalini, kemetic, power, you need to move with the breath and that awareness puts you in the present moment. Mm. And then on top of that, there's that union that happens with your whole mind, body and soul and the soul element, which I see as my spirituality. Other people just see it as the connection yeah. to all things. And that's, I think, the, the soul element is what is missing from a lot of um, sort of workouts. You know, they don't, you don't, 
it's not just about improving your body or improving your mind. It's about improving your soul, like your that's core. And that's really, and that's really uh, I think, an important thing because with yoga, you don't get upset. You know, it's rare for people to do yoga and be checking the scale. it's very rare but you can't you will lose a lot of weight while doing it you know and and you realize that when the emphasis you're not so hard on yourself in in this practice it's it kind of humbles you in that way so for people who are like like where do I start like I I don't know and I go back to last year through that guided meditation so we were in there it was an event so there are people setting up the sound there's people food (laughs) You know, and you kept saying the champagne, champagne <laughs> and you kept saying the noise is happening, but focus. And so a lot of people worry about like, how do I come back to the breath when there's all these other things? And then did I lock the door? And da, da. so where do people start? Like, how do you just somebody who's watching this was like, I would love to. I mean, all of you guys talk about it, but, you know, how, how what is the first step? I definitely think the first step is to understand that I think people think meditation is having no thoughts and they think meditation is being, is, ha- is hearing nothing. <laughs> it's just being in silence. And that is absolutely not true. Meditation is being focused despite the thoughts. Yes. Being focused despite the sound. Yes. And you don't fight against them. If there's a beep, beep, beep happening, you don't suddenly go, oh, oh, why? Oh, open your window. Whoa, shut up. You know, <laughs> that's the opposite yeah. of what you're, you sit there and you go, oh, boop, boop, boop. And you listen to it and you're like, oh, there's a rhythm. Boop. And then you accept it right now while I'm meditating. There's a sound going and it's part of my meditation. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really embracing it and understanding as you begin a lot of people don't want to start because we fear failure, even in something as simple as meditation. So start off small with three minutes if you want to. And prepare to fail. Prepare to get <laughs> annoyed. <laughs> you know, prepare to be distracted. Prepare to be taken aback at how crazy your mind just goes. Yep. That's and, and if you are prepared for that, then half the battle is done because you're going to sit down and those aren't going to deter you. You're going to keep going and you'll find a practice within that because you'll be meditating and for three minutes, if, 30, if you can have 30 seconds after practicing a pure um, like sort of presence, that is, that, is, that is incredible. And then after two weeks, it's a minute of it. And then two minutes. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I can let this do this hour meditation <laughs> that exactly. everyone's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So I just, I just definitely think it's to just prepare, prepare to be imperfect. Where it's it, the whole process is of meditation and spirituality and yoga is confronting your imperfections. I think it's so important to confront the fact that you're going to fail at something. So I was like, I will start with ten minutes, and yeah. if I can do ten minutes, I will then do twenty, and so on a daily basis, depending on um, the meetings and how it's going. I, I will do a minimum of 15, like a minimum. Um, mm-hmm. Then on the weekend, when there's time, I can go for an hour. And that's amazing. They really that's incredible. Like, <laughs> 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 other things happening to you. Um, when, when you think of um, Organic Nomad, when you think of the yeah. net space, uh, and it's at uh, the NetSpace ZA for anybody who wants to uh, find Vanessa and Anissa on the socials. 
what is your dream for it? Because you know what I think? I think that one of the reasons why we are living through a pandemic is we were going to restaurants, Vanessa, and literally doing this. I'm having such a good time and not actually looking up, right? Um, So focused and showing other people what we were doing that we were not present with the people we were with. There There was a unconsciousness that had been happening where being sitting at home, doing nothing, going nowhere (laughs) was a way of, I think there's an awakening that's happening in the world. And I think you are part of those people who are teaching particularly our people about the importance of going within. So when you have a dream for everything that you do, what is the highest, how, what do you see in your mind's eye where it's like, this will make me feel like, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I, I, it's where it should be. This is the dream. Oof, what a big question. <laughs> We're manifesting. I'm wearing this t-shirt today. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a nice t-shirt. Thank you. Like, we are manifesting. So if I'm the first person to ask you, then you, are, you have the opportunity to say with intention what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to create um, a space, a bigger space, yeah. where people of color predominantly uh, feel welcome and safe to heal, learn, and empower themselves in the spiritual space, which then will spill over into other spheres of their life. So I'm talking a uh, retreat area where we can spend, the, where we can, people can stay for long amounts of time and sort of like an ashram you know, grow yeah. in different ways. Um, I think, yeah, it's all just, and not worry about like profit margins. And as you're saying, like making meeting dead, like deadlines of, okay, the wellness set, cause that's, we are building a wellness center right now, but unfortunately we've got targets that we are investors and stuff are like, <laughs> we need to be making this amount of money. So it's still not the dream, but we're, but we're on our way to that point. I just want people to feel safe and to have that because, and to be educated, even people who go, because sometimes you just have an inkling and like, I like this. I don't know what I like about it. I don't know what I want, but I, who can just show up and sort of mm-hmm. explore. So it's, it's still very broad because as you say, as you say, it's quite a high dream. So I haven't quite broken it down into detail, but I think we need a space that we can own, land. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that is, <laughs> we definitely need land and autonomy and a place where, because people of color, we have not been given a break ever oh. since the beginning of time. Yeah. We have not. It's, we're always fighting and always having to, like, as if our existence makes people feel so, so bad. And yeah. I just want to create a space where we are celebrated and loved and can Feels grow. Safe. And yeah, exactly. And I think the very thing that they're scared of uh, give people of color the opportunity to realize what it is so we can go full on on that. Mm. And that's just our, our higher selves, right? Yeah. Because we'll take over. We really will. So your name means turn on the light, which is mm. quite, you know, it's like my name means love. That's. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You are carrying a. Yes, a how, did Lerato, how did a Zulu girl get Lerato? You should be Tando. I know I should be. My mom loved Lerato. She just so loved beautiful. it. So I love it. Uh, 
I always have to explain that no, no, no. so <laughs> when I started school and I started reading and writing before school. Mm. And so when I went into at the time, what was sub A, I think grade one now, zero, whatever mm. it is. Um, they said, who can write? I said, oh, I can. But I'd been reading Zulu, remember? And they said, write your name. And I wrote it L-I-R-A-T-O. <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Zulu girl, your name is soon to L-E. So, so <laughs> I, was so I was like, yes, you can write my name. No, you can't. <laughs> so your name, like mine, is spiritually loaded. And then if you think about yeah. light, um, Marion Williamson says in The Return to Love that what we're afraid of is how big yeah. our life is, right? And, and the, the reality is that when we um, acknowledge our little spark, it helps, yeah. you know, light another person's light and so forth and so on. Absolutely. What has your name, and, and particularly light and dark, because if you think mm. of depression and anxiety, that yeah. is associated with darkness. And so you live in that space of, what has light been to been to you? The name, your name. What does it yeah. mean to you? And how? Because really, what you do in your job every single day is to help us find our own light by showing us yours, which is important. I hope that's what I'm doing. That would be amazing. So you inherit the qualities of your name. And so that because of that, and I've been told that from a very young age, I didn't understand why I was turning on the light, but I understood that that was my purpose. And within time, I started to bring meaning to that purpose and be like, oh, oh. And so my name literally is that it's given me a sense of almost divine purpose. Like it feels like this is this is this is why I'm here, and it helps me. And when you forget and when you fall in the darkness, you're like, "But I'm Vanessa," you know. That's my name. I don't belong in the darkness. And everything. actually, I do belong in the darkness because I bright I bring light to darkness, which exactly. is important as well. Exactly. Um, so I think, especially in African culture, our names are so heavily charged, so spiritually charged that um, I don't, I don't, I, I'm really doubtful. I'll be, I'd be on this perp on this journey if I wasn't named Vanessa. Yeah, I, I'm with you fully. I, I think <laughs> our names are, I think our names are, uh, are, are loaded with meaning, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So for somebody who hasn't been to the net space and kind of doesn't understand that it's not just a yoga studio and it's not just um, um, a space where you can buy food. I think you, you guys also yeah. do take away our meals um, yeah. for, for vegans. What is the space like and what should people expect when they go? So they must expect a community. And that's all that the nest is there is to serve a community. Yeah. And so we started off with yoga and that's the wellness aspect, but then our people are hungry. So we need to feed them. So we feed them based on the yogic principles of ahimsa, no harming. And that's why our food is vegan. Then they need to shop for stuff. So we give them stuff to shop. You know, people are like, okay, I want to live this life, but where do I get a bamboo toothbrush or a zero waste this? So where can I buy my healthy food? Oh, right here. So we try and make it as um, accessible and convenient for people who are interested in this lifestyle. And then people go, okay, this is fun, but what am I doing tonight? Oh, well, we're going to have Imposabina or Demi Ma perform tonight. So we really are just creating a holistic lifestyle because you can't just do yoga 
and then and then act like the person is a silo like where are they gonna what, what are they gonna do for fun what are they gonna eat you know so we, yeah. we, we it's a it's a great it's a space of community where everybody and we've got so many contributors like we do the yoga we've got um, a black owned um, pole dancing studio in our bill in our in our wellness center and it's basically empowering women to connect wow. to their de- design femininity. And also it's like incredible. I mean, I'm a yogi and I, that pole dancing is hard, man. Oh, no, no. I've oh, often so seen sick. it. I'm like, how do people, you are basically holding yourself up. I don't know. You, you. So, you know, the aspect of, you know, your, your, your health, the, the, the physical aspect is there, but it's also that part of, you know, you, to do it, you have to be in little clothing and it's not for any performance. You're not a stripper. It's for you to feel comfortable in your own skin and move with your skin. We've got that. And so there are just so many people who are coming and offering things at the nest space so it's just it's a community is all i can say and they should expect a community that is doing their best to meet the needs of each um individual member and it's still happening and growing day by day oh that's that's just so incredible (laughs) like just what you do is amazing i guess one of my last questions to you is there is somebody watching this now now i understand like i'm you and I, it's not like we're doing any of this for money. It's not like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> girl, please. But I do it because <laughs> I do it because a, a calling, um, the thing that you're meant to do, the thing that is the reason why you are here because you are life itself. We are life. The, life is not the thing that happens to us. We are life, right? Absolutely. Is um, the ability to also... Um, realize there are people watching you watching me thinking of making a leap doing something but really not knowing where to start and so for somebody who's like has been so I've suffered from depression as well um for a while and I know what it's like not to want to get up uh, from your bed not to love yourself not to to be hopeless just not see just be in the dark right somebody who's like I want to change. I want to eat better. I want to yeah. try meditation. I want to yeah. go to the studio. I want to try. Um, but I just don't know how to. What would be your advice to somebody like that? Because I know mindfulness has transformed my life in your life. I can, yeah. I can really put up with a lot of things that I couldn't before. And I treat yeah. myself with love and kindness. And yeah. I understand that I'm not separate from the source that I am connected to you and everybody else. So I feel a little bit happier than most people, even on my hardest days. Like this was a tough week for me. Yeah. But me through too. meditation, I always feel better. So how, what would you say is, is some, of the, some of the things that people can do just to start to live in that spirit, mindful, um, um, conscious space? I, I definitely, you've already answered that question. And I think it's in the theme of this session. Um, you know, what people expect one to say is to be like, okay, well, you sit down for three minutes and focus on your breath, or you know what, just go vegan for one day. But it's none of that, because we all know that it's not that easy. But you said it, it's, it ties into what I learned in branding, what I learned in spirituality, what I learned in life, and is you've got to start with the why. In branding, it's the raison d'etre, you know, what is your reason to be? Once you're able to identify what your purpose is or begin to start 
sort of minimizing and narrowing down why you exist, then there's motivation as to why you're going to meditate mm-hmm. and as to why you're going to eat. Because if you're just doing it because, ah, you know, if it's a superficial thing, like ah, I want to, you know, summer body or, you know, I like how how happy they look as yogis or I want to be in the lifestyle. So it's too superficial because you won't keep it up because meditation is discipline. Yeah. You know, this lifestyle is a change. So you need to really, really figure it out. And the best way to do that is, to ask questions of what makes me happy? What would I be doing if I didn't have to worry about money or anything? You start asking the fundamental. When you get to the question of why you are doing what you're doing, why you exist, then all these things just become tools to assist you to reach that goal. And you'll find the why is never to make money and the why is never to be the the highest Instagram followers. It's always so much more fundamental and it's one that's going to benefit all of us. Yeah, that's the that's the truth. Like that's once I found out, oh, I love talking to people. Why do I like talking to people? Because I like to learn, I like to feel educated, and I like to get information. I'm a Black South African. I mean, education, and I'm a woman also. There's certain things we are not given. So I want to absorb and learn and expand, and I love doing that through talking to people. You know, you, obviously, your calling is wellness and helping people get to wellness. You're not going to, if money is your motivation... (laughs) then you're not gonna, you're not, it's not gonna keep you going. But I really am grateful for the work that you're doing, like the professionality in which you put this thing together, how you and your partners put, it's just, it's inspired me to like, you gotta take your shit seriously, man. Like, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, where's my lipstick? I should have had lipstick, right? (laughs) This is important. And I can just such great things because you're such a natural and you're speaking about things that I know these are conversations I get in my inbox all the time and now I can just send them the link you know and be like there's someone who's doing the work who's asking the questions you need to and and I and and the reason why I do that is because um what my Angelou said is true when you Mm. learn teach right when you learn yes so when I've learned meditation is really good for me it helps me think i'm going to tell somebody about it uh this is an incredible book i'm going to tell somebody about it um i certainly want to say to you that i will now be ordering uh food from you now that i know the takeaways it's going to be amazing because it is very difficult to stay um on a 60 percent plant-based um, it is. It is. No doubt. It is. I don't know why people pretend it's not. No, it's. It is not easy. Like, and it's not even the craving of the meat. It's just trying to. Um, I'm cooking paneer this time, and then I'm making tofu this time. But then actually, uh, maybe I must make a mushroom stroganoff, and then I have to look on you. Most, most of people don't even know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. I know people who are like. But what? <laughs> what is that? You see, it's that problem because it's a food. That's why people get upset and be like, oh, why do you call them vegan sausages or vegan burgers when they're not chicken nuggets? Because our mind frame has been taught that you need to have chicken, rice, and vegetables. So exactly. if I don't have chicken, exactly. you need to find, let me find a chicken-like substance you know so it's a tough one it really is and it can be expensive but i put the time into it because listen human beings will put a lot of time into searching porn but we will not take time into searching food (laughs) so (laughs) the same effort i give what an analogy (laughs) (laughs) 
No, because we say things are difficult and yet yeah. you can yeah. dance for 30 minutes at a party. Yeah. When somebody asks you to be physical without that stuff, to just yeah. exercise, you're like, oh, no. But put some dope music on. You're, gonna, you're not going to yeah. feel it. So, so whatever true. works for you, whether it's pole dancing, whether it's yoga, whether it's dancing, whether it's gym, like move the body, like nourish, nourish. And I think I'm so grateful for you, Vanessa. Like I'm so grateful for your life, that you are here, that you are a light, that you are black, that you are a woman, <laughs> that you are African. And all those things mean that how you communicate to us is with the sensitivity and a kindness that we require as we get educated about how to best um, express ourselves in the bodies that we, you know, we have been given. And I think your work um, is only just starting. I think after this period of time, I see nothing but harvesting and growth and success and prosperity because you are still so committed to us, so committed to us, more than the money, more than anything, co committed to our healing. And as a healer, we need to be grateful for your life and thank you for your life. And I pray that you um, reach the highest of highs, that I'm in that ashram there for 20 days of silence, going through whatever I've been feeling. Because Representation is important. You represent us. And I'm so, so, so grateful for you. So grateful for you and your business partner for what you do for us. Magwande. Thank you so much. Namaste. Satnam. Satnam. Thank you. And I look forward to tuning in to you on national television or whatever is happening. Because you know that's where it's going. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you so much. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. So that we can have more people listening to us, right? Oh, so no, bro, you need a bigger platform because this is so important and you've Thank got the you. skills. So there's no excuse as to why it can't happen. Thank you. I'm just hoping all the energies will, will hear us and they'll oh. bring it to life. Oh. So now we work on Spotify and YouTube. And yeah. Podcasts, and that's going to be a sensation as well. We need to share and share and share. Like, so yeah, as soon as please send me the links and everything, I'm, I need to catch up on all the other episodes you've done. Cause now I'm like, Ooh, I've been missing out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will, you will enjoy yourself. And I will be Thank ordering. Um, and, uh, when I'm feeling, I'm still a little bit like COVID thing. So I'm <laughs> everything from home. Online. Yeah, no, me too. Me yeah. too. Me too. Me too. I think take, take your time and space. And that's the whole thing is we want to be here and not the whole point of why we're continuing to exist and have still taken is because we want to show that it's this is not movable, you know, <laughs> you on COVID, whatever, we will still exist and be here. And that's going to allow people to trust this a lot more. You know? Exactly. And also through us being the living word people see that they, they can do the same thing and thrive as well. So I wish you all the best. You're an amazing woman. Um, you, are, you are loved and appreciated greatly. It's at the net space ZA on the socials. She's also on Twitter. She tweets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and is there, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to reach out to you? Um, so yes, uh, Twitter is Vanessa underscore it's either underscore or dot creative and that's gonna that's twitter and that's facebook um just send me a dm to be honest that's the i respond quite fast to that okay so yeah. listen the net space zere you can order 
food, you can meditate, do yoga, and be in a community, you know, music, all of that. Let this be the year where you put yourself first and you put your um, mental well-being first and people like Vanessa are there for you. So, Vanessa, thank you so much. I can't wait to chat to you soon. Namaste. And I can't wait till you host your session at the Nest and where you're, you've got your session and you're doing this in live over when COVID's over because oh, I, I think these are necessary and I'd buy a ticket to this for sure. And I will do it. I will come to the Nest <laughs> to do it. I promise you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Have a wonderful, um, wonderful, and, and a wonderful day and a great year. No matter what, uh, a great year. No matter what. No, no matter what, what, right? No matter what. Thank you so much. Sending right. you so much love and light. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.